lips A simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine And all I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio shows featuring some of the best financial advisors from around the country, and it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Boy, that would make my day. And if you'd like to reach any of the advisors featured here on the show, you can call them at 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. Email me, steve, at financialpizza.com if you are so inclined. Another week that was in the market. Seems like every Monday there's news of a, a new vaccine almost ready and the markets react in a really good way. Well, then that wears off and the market goes down again. So what does it all mean? Well, I have no idea. I find it interesting and I like to watch it. So uh, the holidays are here, certainly, and no one knows how that will play into the rest of the year. Several states have various stages of lockdown going on. I hope yours isn't one of them. And I think it is safe to say, though, that this Thanksgiving is going to be one like no other. I hope yours is a good one. Well, the advisors checked in on a variety of topics this week. Coach Pete Neruda has a conversation about annuities. No, they aren't all bad. Robert Kuhn says there are lessons to be learned from the past about retirement planning, but these days you have to have an eye on the future. Sabakan Smith talks about what her clients are concerned about these days, and she shares what she's telling them to be reassuring. Kevin Frisbee has taxes on his mind. Richard Pelletier has a great analogy about inflation. And Teresa Opaka has a seasonal segment, and this time on the history of Thanksgiving. All right, let's get this pizza cooking. And for our first slice, of course, it is from America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. Here, Coach Pete and producer Thomas Lipscomb have an interesting conversation about annuities. Yeah, well, income's the most important thing. It really is. It's not your balances in your stock accounts, even though those are fun to look at when they're up and no fun to look at when they're down. Yeah. But we need to, again, we need to design, build, and protect a proper plan. I've got an article here. Again, Tom Hegner, he's been a friend of the show. He's been on the show probably about 20 times over the last 10 years, at least. He's yeah. a buddy of mine. We, we both have exchanged book ideas, and he signed one of my first books, and I signed one of his, too, so it's really fun. But he wrote an article, just came out. And the, uh, the title is, The Anti-Annuity Dominoes Have Fallen. And <laughs> okay. so, I'm just going to read, I'm going to quote him here in the article. He said, and this is again, Tom Hegna, I've been an, uh, an annuity believer for 30 years. Mm. The research of leading PhDs, specifically on the power of income annuities in retirement, is overwhelming. You really must consider and cover your basic living expenses in retirement with some form of guaranteed lifetime income. Social Security, pensions, and annuities. That's the guaranteed income places, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the problem is that the general public doesn't read white papers published by these leading PhDs. They get their information from TV talking heads and their buddies at the coffee shop. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. Think about where we get our information these days. Again, that's now we're transitioning away from me reading the article and talking (laughs) about that. But but where are you getting your information from? And who's Mm. who is a person really qualified to give you the information? If you're watching CNBC and trying to get retirement information, Many times it doesn't work out that way. No, because and I, and I love I watch CNBC a lot of times too, but that's showing you how to how and where to invest. Yes, absolutely. To try to make money. Absolutely. But, but it really doesn't talk about preserving that money or when to get out. It's yeah. always when to get in, 
if you watch Kramer, he'll tell you to get an out, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. But many times it's too late by the time you hear him say something, right? Now, let me just summarize the article a little bit, Thomas, because I don't want to read it here. But 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 uh, Tom Hagda talked about the, 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 the problem that a lot of people run into is the annuity solution is the best fit, but yet they are in love with something else. For instance, somebody saying my rental property is my annuity. Like if you have a, if you're the landlord kind of person and you're, and you're collecting money from your tenants, right? Mm-hmm. So, or my laddered bond portfolio is my annuity or why buy an annuity when my dividend paying stocks increase their dividends over time? Or uh. I am a big believer in tax-free municipal bonds. Heard that okay? before. Yeah. yeah. And then like Tom says in the article, I want to be clear, I'm not against any of these strategies to supplement retirement. I'm not either, Thomas. I think everything has a place in the proper portfolio. No doubt. Diversification. No doubt. But they shouldn't be used to cover basic living expenses in retirement because all those things we mentioned could go down. You could mm-hmm. lose money there. So if I've learned anything from the COVID-19 crisis, we've had a firsthand view of why these alternative strategies are suboptimal. So let's look at them more closely. Now, when someone talks about my rental property is my annuity, things could go wrong there. Maybe your tenants aren't paying anymore. Again, <laughs> with COVID-19, there's been like people aren't paying a lot of times, so they're moving out. Or How do you get rid of them if they're not paying? Sure. So yeah. And if you're depending on that rental property for your basic living expenses, like eating, your own mortgage payment, and they're not paying you, what's going to happen? Well, that, that is a good question. And if you'd like a good answer, then give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. Financial Safari, the radio program heard on stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, then visit PeteOnDemand.com. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. Pizza. Now let's head to Chicago, where we find Robert Kuhn and his show, Decoding Wall Street. In this clip, Robert is talking about how it's easy to rely on things that have worked in the past, but is quick to point out there are certainly lessons to be learned, but it's important to keep an eye on the future, especially in the world of retirement planning that seems to be ever-changing and ever-evolving. Uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes individual investors make is they look at um, you know what has done well in the past, and, you know, I think our job at Kuhn Capital Partners, you know, we're here to help investors shockproof their portfolios. You know, we're not in the prediction business and we want to use math. We want to use financial science. We want to use history certainly as a gauge. But, you know, we have to look at, you know, what's going to happen going forward. And, and certainly our crystal ball um, isn't better than anybody's listening. But if you line up 100 advisors, Steve, you're going to get 100 different opinions. And, and the one thing that I like about math and kind of financial science is it's disinterested. It's non-emotional. And, and it really provides a gauge of, you know, kind of where we're going to go from here. And, and you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, the markets are different. It's much more mechanical. It's much more mathematical. There's many, you know, many more momentum-based strategies. I mean, there's only, you know, so many different types of strategies that um, are available. And, and what you see is large endowments, institutions, you know, pension funds and <clears throat> institutional money. I mean, they kind of all, they don't, may not trade the exact same strategy, but it rhymes very closely. And I think that's why you see these big bets up and these big bets or these big moves up and the big moves down. Well, I mean, and that happens over the course of a day. I mean, oh, I was does. hearing today yeah. on, the, on the news well, earlier in the week, we'll say that. I mean, you know, oh, the market's going to go up and it's just great. And I look now and it's, no, it's not. <laughs> I know. And, and I think if we go back to, um, you know, I mean, if we just go back to the basics, and, and I think it's truly simple math. When 
we really want to use market gains to compound growth rather than recoup portfolio losses. And I, I put an email together this week on somebody who who is kind of looking at you know us versus their current situation. And and I really told them I said if your contention is that the markets are going to go vertical, uh, there's no need to make a change. I mean you're perfectly fine. Um, ultimately where you are, because I don't think you change a lifestyle by, you know, if the markets go up 10 and, and if we could, you know, show p- historical performance of 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better performance, more value, certainly. Sure. But I mean, is that going to change your lifestyle? I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think so. Probably so, not. but when we, if, if your contention is that we're going to have volatility and it's been a long time, Steve, since we've seen a prolonged down market and, um, if, if your thought process is, you know, over the next one, three, five, seven, ten 10 years, given all of the uncertainty, given, you know, I mentioned that statistic last week from uh, Charles Schwab, at, and it kind of goes back to what you said earlier in the show is, you know, maybe I said it, we don't want to use history kind of as a gauge to make our investment decisions, right? right. It's always looking forward. Keep looking ahead and let that road guide you and rely on a good advisor to make sure your road to retirement doesn't have too many detours or wrong turns. And you can learn more from Robert and his team. Call them at 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 21000. You can also visit kuhncp.com. That's K-U-H-N-C-P.com. Now, the show, Decoding Wall Street, airs Saturday and Sunday at noon on WLS 890 in Chicago. You can also find his show, Decoding Wall Street, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you grab your favorites. Better yet, why not just subscribe to it? Have it automatically delivered to your phone each and every week. Pizza! Now, let's check in with Saba Khan-Smith and her show, Retirement Boss Radio. Now, in this clip, I asked Saba what her clients are most concerned about today and what assurances is she offering. What I'm telling them is if you're feeling uncertain or if you're feeling any kind of uncomfortable, and I'll say this to everybody out there, if this is a time when you feel scared or if you feel uncertain or any kind of feelings in general about what's going on, this come on in. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. This is a time to sit down with us or your advisor or if you know anyone you feel like you need to talk about it, this is a time to come in and let's talk it through. Let's sit down and look at things. I'm saying let's come in and review um, and and really kind of see where everybody's at so you can feel comfortable with things because the the way to really feel good and feel comfortable with where you're at is to talk it through and look at it and put your hands on it and really kind of get a feel for stable ground. Right. Takes the uncertainty out of it because we can take a look at the facts and, and really just kind of put it in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about taxes in retirement because that's always Chipper's subject. It's it's the fun part, right? <laughs> well, but, but you know, we're we're making light of it. But the point is, is you know, as we've had many conversations, it's almost always tax day in retirement. You've got to have as much as you need an income strategy and an income plan. You've got to have tax strategy. You need to have a tax plan. And and one of the things that I say when we sit down is. We're going to come up with an income plan, a health care plan, a tax plan, a social security plan, and, you know, sometimes a vacation plan. We put that a little fun in there. But tax strategy, it needs to be part of your your year-round strategy. We Mm -hmm. need to be talking about it all the time. You need to get your your financial advisor and your tax professional on the same page. And so this is where I always say I think it's beneficial that I'm a female because I I like to check my ego at the door and say – I'm okay with you know talking to whoever I need to talk to to make sure that we're doing what's best for the client. 
A lot of times you'll see a tax advisor and a financial advisor butt heads over the best strategy, and that's not a good thing for the client. They need to be on the same page. They need to be constantly communicating with each other about withdrawals, the right time to do those withdrawals, the right time to manage the tax burden that's going on, and they have to be on the same plan about your income plan and retirement. That means giving them the information they need before the end of the year. We're only two months away from the end of the year right now. And so they need to know where you are, what your income needs are, what that change is going to be throughout the year. Waiting until April 15th to start working on your tax strategy is definitely too late, in my opinion. Saba and her show, Retirement Boss Radio, airs every week on 94.5 WPTI in Greensboro, North Carolina, Saturday afternoons at 1 p.m. You can also find her podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. I would suggest just subscribe to it so it's delivered to your phone every week. You can visit 1890, the numbers 1-890-1890-WEALTH.COM for more information. You can reach her right here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 21000. At pizza. Yeah, hard to believe. Thanksgiving already here. Well, about a week away anyway. So I thought it might be fun to revisit how it all got started all those years ago. And for that, we turn to Teresa Opeka with a little bit of history on Thanksgiving. The first Thanksgiving Day occurred on November 26, 1621, when pilgrims from Plymouth, Massachusetts and Wampanoag Indians shared their first feast together. It's not known if turkey was served that day, so what was on the menu? How about lobster, seal, swan, deer, duck, fish, geese, clams, and oysters? And it wasn't just a day back then, it was a three-day festival. In 1789, George Washington did proclaim it a national holiday on the last Thursday of November. it was celebrated for years on different days in different states, and Thomas Jefferson decided to end it years later. It finally became a national holiday in 1863 when President Abraham Lincoln declared it so on the fourth Thursday of November. Lincoln got some, or should we say a lot, of prompting by Sarah Josepha Hale, author of the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. She led a 36-year campaign to make it a nationally recognized holiday. It remained that way until 1939 when President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved up the holiday one week in hopes that it would increase holiday sales. Many were unhappy with the move, and it went back to its original date in 1941. There have also been some controversies surrounding when the first Thanksgiving Day occurred. According to History.com, in 1565, the Spanish explorer Pedro Menendez de Avila invited members of the local Timucua tribe to a dinner in St. Augustine, Florida, after holding a mass that they God for his crew's safe arrival. On December 4, 1619, when 38 British settlers reached a site known as Berkeley 100 on the banks of Virginia's James River, they read a proclamation designating the date as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Sometimes it's good to be reminded of our history. Teresa does a really good job, and we're going to be hearing more from her in the future. Pizza! Now, let's head to the great state of Maine, where we find Kevin Frisbee. And in this clip, Kevin and I are talking about taxes in retirement and how he tackles each situation differently with the same outcome in mind. Pay what you owe, but not a penny more. Well, then I ask him about Social Security and how it's taxed. And in the process, he reveals a little bit of history on Social Security and taxes. It's tax time all year long with us. And I I say that because our client base is typically a retiree or pre-retiree that has already started to do distributions. And, and that 
goes with the planning process all through the year. So if somebody's got monthly distributions coming out of their account, a lot of the times they're going to say, Kev, I need, I don't know, $2,000 a month. And then they may have several different types of accounts with us. They may have a retirement account. They may have a Roth. They may have a, have an after-tax type of account. And they're going to volley to me and say, well, where do you think I should pull it from? At which point I'm going to look at their income tax bracket. And I'm going to say, well, here's how much you can pull out of one particular account versus another because it makes sense tax-wise. So that distribution planning and that tax planning is, is year-long. Um, for doing the contributions, usually that's going to be typically the end of the year doing you know, uh, 401 contributions, 403 contributions, and then IRA and Roth contributions typically is going to be January through April timeframe. So once we hit, uh, once we claim Social Security, whatever age that might be, how much does that impact our taxes and how much of our Social Security can or will be taxed? Good question. So uh, I'll ask you a question first and I'll go through the tax on Social Security. In, in 1983, Social Security was never taxed, all right, until 1983. And there was a senator from Delaware that proposed and sponsored the first bill to tax Social Security. Any guess who that was? Wasn't that, wasn't that Tip O'Neill? That was Joe Biden. Oh, that was Joe Biden. Joe huh. Biden sponsored the first bill in 1983 to tax Social Security. Yep. <laughs> wow. So, having said that, you know, be aware out there because, again, we get politicians running for office and, and winning elections that uh, may come after more of your tax money or what they deem their tax money um, by way of your Social Security. And I'm a little concerned about that. So understanding the taxes on Social Security is if you're a single person and you're, and I'm, I'm not going to explain provisional income, it's a little bit muddy water, but we'll yeah. go through that when people come to the office. But it, for, for an easy explanation, as a single person, you've got 25 and 32,000 as far as income thresholds. Once you cross 25,000 as a single filer, 50% of your social security becomes taxable at your income tax rate. Once you cross 32,000, 85% of your social security becomes taxable at your income tax rate. As a married couple filing joint, it's going to be uh, 32000 and 44000 Once you cross 32000 provisional income, 50% is taxable. Once you cross 44000 85% is taxable. The reason those numbers are so low is because these were originally set up in 1983. And what were the income levels back then when they passed that law? It said, we're going to go after the people that have higher earnings and higher income. Think about it, 37 years ago. And so we're, we're going to try to tax these people. We're not going to tax the middle class. But as inflation happens, as people, you know, you get, you get years go by and all of a sudden you have the, the incomes change. It, forced, it basically forces everybody almost into that bracket that somebody's going to pay taxes on Social Security or most people will. Yep. Most of us probably going to have to pay taxes on Social Security. All the more reason you have the right advisor to help keep your taxes to a minimum you can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine as well as in New Hampshire. And you can hear Kevin every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio program as Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week. You can reach Kevin right here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 21000. You can learn more about Kevin and the team at Frisbee & Associates by visiting frisbeebenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E benefits.com. Pizza! Now let's join Richard Pelletier as he lays out a great analogy that describes inflation. 
Every, every mother knows what I'm going to give you as an analogy. We've all gone into a tub in the old days and turned on the cold faucet and the hot faucet and sat there waiting for that tub to fill as we stand inside that water. It's happened usually once in our lifetime and only once. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, my God, I've just burnt myself. You scream and you jump out of that tub. Okay? Right. Well, that's like inflation. While you're in it, until it's too late, you don't feel it creeping up as far as the temperature and the effect on your body. You can be burnt rather rapidly over a very long period of time. Okay? So all of a sudden, you know, you don't want to have a plan uh, to overdo and to compensate for inflation and start that, you know, 20 years into your retirement. You need to do that day one. If you're going to live long, that nice pension and that nice Social Security check today are not going to grow by 3 and 4% a year. What will? How do you replace that guaranteed income, uh, which is not going to buy anything down the road? What do we do? Uh, there's a number of different vehicles out there, not for all of the money, but for some of your money. Each bucket of money must have its job description that you lay out to your investor and say, listen, I want you to do X and I want you to do Y. Uh, can we do it and how do we do it? That's my job. That's your job. Well, that comes back to a purpose determines placement. The purpose of the money determines where you put it in the scheme of things. Right. It's You know, dollars are fungible. You know, five $1 bills all look alike. But if they're in different investments to do different things at different times, they can produce very dramatically different results. Okay. And again, that's, I mean, those are the kinds of things, the, the kind of common sense that you bring to the table, Richard. It's really, you know, it's really refreshing, I think, uh, at least, you know, for a lot of folks it is. And then Social Security and when to claim. I mean, we could spend the day talking about that, I guess, because there are so many strategies. And again, just because you're 62 doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's wrong. And if you wait till 70, doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's wrong. Well, again, it's not only when, but it's how you apply uh, Social Security. Which strategy should you use? Now, again, uh, this depends on so many variables. We have the software to run different scenarios, give you the best possible payout. But quite often, the largest mathematical payout is under a scenario that you find unworkable for you and your spouse. Again, everything in life is a compromise. You want to have your standard of living, your comfortability, uh, consistent with a good result. It may not be the highest result, but for you, it's the best result. Knowing when to claim Social Security makes a huge difference in your retirement. Richard and the team at Help to Retire can give you options on when is the best time to claim for you to get your maximum benefit. Financial Safari with Richard Pelletier heard Saturday mornings at 9 on News Radio 560 WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts. You can stream it on the iHeartRadio app. You can learn more by visiting his website, helptoretire.com. That's helptoretire.com. Call him right here on the Financial Pizza Hotline. It's 800 662 6808 or just text pizza to 21000. Pizza! We've got one more clip before this pizza is complete. And for that, we turn once again to Coach Pete Deruda on Financial Safari. Now here, Coach Pete is talking with producer Thomas Lipscomb about, of all things, hitchhiking and how that ties into retirement. 
It does. Was driving in uh, to the studio today and yeah. uh, saw someone on the road that you don't see very often. He had his uh, thumb stuck out there looking for a ride. Oh, the hitchhiker. Yeah, it, it reminds me of something that that you uh, talk about sometimes. You say, "Is your retirement plan like a hitchhiker?" Uh, so, so what do you what do you mean when you say that? I can't think of the last time I've even seen a hitchhiker. You saw one? Huh? I did. Yeah, backpacking <laughs> everything. Yeah. Well, and I, that happened to me one time when I was driving down the road, and I said, "Wait a minute, you know, it's like there's some parallels here to the financial world." And, yeah. and so, what are they? Well, number one. That person right there, maybe they're by choice hitchhiking. Some, which not, some. wouldn't be my choice, but sure. or, or maybe they are not by choice. Maybe that car you saw, like a mile down the road, with a little uh, handkerchief in the in the window, <laughs> but was pulled over with the, with the ran out of gas. Maybe that was a guy. Maybe he's trying to hitchhike to a gas station. That's what I thought. Right? I'm very close to being that guy way too often. <laughs> Sometimes I push it, Thomas. When you see the little the light warns you like 50 miles to go. And then all of a sudden you see, and then it's 20 miles, and then it says very low. It doesn't see, even tell you anymore. See, but do you trust the engineers? When <laughs> no. they say 50, you could probably go 60, right? Uh, I you don't know, probably... Thomas. Maybe you could only go 59, though, right? Because when you see that little red uh, uh, the little red dial go below the, the E, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's little E, we call that. We don't want that. That's big E almost. I'm feeling a lot of conviction yep. right now. <laughs> so, what does it have to do with the financial world? Well, if you don't plan right, you don't want to be that person in retirement that ran out of money before they ran out of life. So, you always want your financial instruments to give you lifetime income. And when I say lifetime, I mean all the way through your life and all the way through your spouse's life. Mm-hmm. If you have it set up correctly, you'll never be the person on the side of the road hitchhiking to fill needing more gas because you never will run out of gas. You'll there never you run out of money because you'll have that financial fill-up strategy to always replenish your money every single month, all the way through retirement forever. We plan to age 121, but our retirement plans go to retirement and beyond. Mm. You, you'll never run out of money as long as you're here and as long as your spouse is here. And, Thomas, a lot of people say, well, what happens to the money if we die too quickly? Whatever money's there goes on to your beneficiaries, they're called, whoever you assign ahead of time. Oh, okay. So money okay. doesn't disappear. It doesn't go away. It's either for you or your spouse or your children or your family or your churches or your charities, whatever you decide to give it, but it's not going to run out on you if you design it the correct way. Mm. And that's what we take a lot of pride in, putting together those total financial fill-up strategies Again, they give you growth when you don't need the money. We, we like to watch it grow, Thomas. is fun. Of course. But, but then, what fun is it to watch it grow if it goes back down? So, we want to grow it and then protect that growth. And then, eventually, down the road, activate lifetime income. We can never outlive. And I like to have three, four, even five streams of income yep. in addition to Social Security all the way through my life. Because then you have inflation protection because things get more expensive. So, you can activate different streams of income. And once you activate them, they will pay you for the rest of your life. I like the sound of that, don't you? Income for life and more. Financial Safari heard on radio stations around the country. It originates here in Raleigh, North Carolina. To learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. So there you have it. It's episode 80. Yeah, 80. A financial pizza. It's cooked to perfection, boxed up, ready for that no-contact delivery. And if you'd like financial pizza delivered to you each and every week, well, then subscribe to it, and it'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, well, heck, anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share it. There's plenty of pizza to go around. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the very best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, and all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 21000. You can reach me, email steve at financialpizza.com, or find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it. 
And I'll see you next week right here on Financial Pizza. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.